0: Okay, we're on episode four of the Processing Blue podcast. Alex Zetlow is with us today, my man. Alex, do you know why we call this Processing Blue?
1: Yes, of course I do. I was in the meeting, in the focal group meeting. Yes, yeah, me, Tell
0: the people why we call it Processing Blue.
1: It's because that is the official color of your Carolina Panthers.
0: There you go. There you go. The man with the answers. Also the man in 95 degree weather with a sweatshirt on. I want to know the backstory <laughs> of the sweatshirt, my man. Is it cold in your apartment?
1: Well, it is quite cold in my apartment, but if you must know, I am very loyal to my roots. And as Langston knows, I came from the Rock Hill Herald, which is a McClatchy property of McClatchy newspaper. And three years ago, I was grinding doing high school sports there, so I had to represent. Shout out the Herald and Rock Hill.
0: Yeah, they did a wonderful job down there. Got to find somebody as good as you to to come into your place. Um, Tell me a 30,000 foot view of the Panthers. Should Panther fans panic because the Jets came in here and beat them like a scolded dog on Saturday?
1: <laughs> beat them like a what?
0: <laughs> a scolded dog. <laughs> that's, a fan-
1: that's a fantastic metaphor that I haven't heard before. Um, Langston, I think you knew know what I'm going to say prior to you even finishing your question. No, Panthers fans shouldn't panic. This is a preseason football game. I can game.
0: call my grandma and tell her to relax. She's, she's, yes,
1: you can if you'd like. Okay. <laughs> you can make sure that happens. That said, uh, there are a few things that the Panthers probably need to address that they didn't think they needed to prior to game one sure. um, of the preseason. Among them, an offensive line that was supposed to be among the team's most senior units, supposed to be a, a group that you know we don't really have to worry about that much all of a sudden they are in the foreground and they're a unit. That's not even supposed to be mentioned really at all by people right. like us. Right. And right. they're in the foreground. Um, another thing too, there's we're going to get into this later in the podcast, but what do we do at the quarterback situation after Bryce young mm. or at, really after Andy Dalton? Cause Andy Dalton is going to be there and he didn't play on Saturday because he kind of used the veteran card to get out of his preseason game. But right. like, like, is Matt Corral uh, occupying an, a roster spot? Is, is that what's going to happen? What are we going to do at running back if Miles Sanders can't dress out? So there, it, and when I say we, I'm speaking for the Panthers, obviously. But those are kind of the questions that need to be answered. Panic? No. But new questions?
0: Yes. Okay, well let's talk about one of those new, well, maybe not a new question, but Matt Corral. Guy hadn't played in 358 days, Alex. He goes out, he doesn't play well. Um, but we saw the 49ers last year get to the end of the season to the most important games, having to play a former Panther, Christian McCaffrey, a quarterback. Does that help him stick on this roster? Because maybe in the back of Frank Reich's mind, he's thinking, I don't want to get to the playoffs when I have a quarterback.
1: Whew. Well, that's a great question. The Firstly, I think we need to litigate the fact that if the Panthers are thinking that far ahead of, hey, what am I going to do once we get to the postseason? Then <laughs> I think they're getting a little bit of ahead of themselves. You know okay. what I'm saying? All right. All uh, right. They still need to conquer what's expected to be one of the uh, weakest divisions in the NFL next year.
0: Not, one of, not one of the.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so <laughs> if they're thinking that far ahead, I think they're getting a little ahead of themselves. I think also Matt Corral's stat line was a little um, shaded by some – late game mistakes like his one interception was a toss up at the goal line Mm. right at the end of the game was literally the final offensive play of the game for the Panthers um he did have
0: the two fumbles though
1: right there were four sacks which uh, but Bryce Young even took a sack and was pressured a ton and that kind of also falls on the offensive line and then you can also make the argument that um of the two fumbles, only one was really his fault. The other was a mishandled snap under center, which is also Matt Krausfeld, but also could be on the center. So at the end of the day, if you look at his stat line, uh, you know, 15 of 22, 126 yards, no points, which is Seven not good.
0: Seven possessions, no yeah. points.
1: Yes, yes. And also, uh, yeah. No, several possessions without any points. He also only made it across the 50 a couple times, two times entire yeah. game for the Panthers. Yeah. So that's not good. This is not good. But I think if if you just look at the numbers, they don't tell the full story.
0: 5.7 yards per pass worried me a little bit, but more worrisome was that he just seemed, this is processing blue. He seemed to be processing slow. <laughs> you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the strip sack, uh, which wasn't, one of his best moments uh if, if you can't remember he kind of held the ball in the pocket for about four to five seconds processing not,
0: slow, that's what i'm saying
1: right and he even mentioned it he had to clean up his eyes yep. a little bit at this and and also the defensive lineman who ultimately stripped him and recovered the fumble was not coming on his blind side either it was coming from the left side which is right. un, borderline unacceptable but you know I I watched the game, and I did not come away thinking, man, Matt Corral has not improved. Matt Corral is not who the Panthers thought he was last year. I mm-hmm. ultimately kind of came away lukewarm from it. And, you know, you, you got to remember, he hasn't played, like you said, Langston, in 350-plus mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: guy is a rookie. As much as he has the age on him, he is ultimately a rookie. So, um That's something to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, me personally, I want to see more from him. I mean, I know he's kind of, you know, Coach Wright said he had some flashes and, you know, he had the mobility. We saw a little bit of the arm. You know, he just looked a little like he hadn't played in a while. So you have to, you know, give him a chance and hopefully he'll play better in the next couple of exhibition games. But for him to play well or any quarterback to play well, the offensive line has to play better. And should Panther fans already just start making plans for the 2024 NFL draft, start researching guards and tackles because our offensive line, is it good enough or was it something else?
1: Well, that remains to be seen. Like I mentioned earlier, this unit is among the most senior parts of this Carolina Panthers organization. I mean, if you look across the entire offense, you look in the backfield, you got Miles Sanders, who came in last year, Chuba Hubbard, yeah. who is still young, still working through his rookie contract. Yeah. You got a quarterback who is brand stinking new, yeah. like Bryce Young. Yeah. You got receivers who it's going to be a piecemeal project, like the, the top three receivers, at least as I see it right now. Are Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, and Jonathan Mingo. Mm. Mingo is a rookie draft pick. Uh Chark is coming off of he, he is going into his sixth NFL season, but he jumped around from Jacksonville to Detroit. And then uh Thielen is a veteran as well, but he isn't like he's new to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. So if anyone was supposed to be relied upon, it was supposed to be this offensive line and they did take accountability after the game james camp the offensive line coach did call a team meeting which drew uh either the ire or the hope of a lot of panthers fans after that disappointing preseason game performance i don't think that they are already planning to answer your question i don't think they're already planning for the 2024 nfl draft because you do have some youth you have a good mixture of youth and uh, veteran leadership yeah. on this offensive line. Remember, you're also you're also not having your best offensive lineman on this unit right now because Austin Corbett is out. He can miss four um, games.
0: He's the pup list. He can miss four games.
1: Right, and he and he is a guard. Like yeah. the issue is right guard. Yeah. Or le- I mean, Cade Mays is one of the most versatile offensive linemen, like at least for his age in the league, yeah. which is great. But they are missing Austin Corbett.
0: But does it worry you, Alex, though, that they're calling team meetings after a preseason game? It's not like, you know, week seven, week eight. This is like the first dress rehearsal and we're having to have a team meeting. That's To me, that was worrisome.
1: To me, that is actually a better thing because they're like, yo, this is actually our standard and I Mm -hmm. cannot believe, I am flabbergasted that we showed our fans that this is who we are. To me, if you kind of just shrug it off, it would be one thing if it was game two of the preseason, and you mm-hmm. put in a decent like performance game, week one. Right. Like I think I'm cool with the fact that they had this team unit meeting, whatever. And also, who knows what was said in there? We I talked to two off, two or three offensive linemen in the locker room after the game. Mike talked to two more. Mm-hmm. They all kind of said the same exact thing, like literally verbatim. We didn't play up to our standards we will be better we need to make sure bryce stays healthy we will be better we didn't play up to our standards etc., etc., et cetera so who knows what was said in there
0: over uh, under t- sacks on friday too
1: uh i think uh that's that's a difficult question let's call it over because over. okay all right yeah all right. yeah yeah
0: um and speaking of bryce i guess you may have been a little underwhelmed by his performance what do you take from four out of six or 21 yards and not very much time to do much
1: well i take away the fact that he can really take a hit yeah. which is not the top takeaway that you wanted from your rookie quarterback but that was the ultimate storyline about that was the ultimate shortcoming that people wanted to tout about Bryce young coming into the league was he is too small. He won't last long. And of course it was one game. Of course it was three series, Mm -hmm. but remember in those three series, he had three different offensive linemen starting at right guard. He had six pass, seven dropbacks, three of which were rushed Mm -hmm. and one of which was ended up being a sack. So um, his, his, Debut did not go well, but was that all on him? I would say no, and I think most Panthers, most reasonable Panthers fans would say no. I think there is still plenty of reason to buy stock in Bryce Young.
0: How big a deal is it for him to play well on Friday just for his confidence and the confidence? Because he probably won't play a lot the last game, so how big of a deal it is for for, for Friday?
1: For him? Oh, it's it's huge. He He needs to get a couple first downs. He mm-hmm. needs to make it past the 50-yard line. He needs to... Get some points on the board, um, and of course, it's not a Bryce Young issue. Right. It is a team issue. If you, right. if you just kind of inherit this identity that you can't score points, that's not ideal <laughs> to use um, really generic terms. But if, but of course, Frank Reich and his post game pressure on Saturday night did acknowledge the fact that this was a pretty generic playbook kind of a vanilla playbook because they didn't want to completely show their hand and of Mm -hmm. course because they're still installing an offense with all of these new pieces that i mentioned earlier
0: right so
1: i think as we go through this preseason opening up the playbook more and more will be important and hopefully it'll lead to some inspiration because it was pretty
0: uninspiring on got this question from marita on uh facebook this morning do you think Hayden Hurst and Terrence Marshall will play bigger roles in the offense as we get to the regular season?
1: I think Panthers fans certainly hope so, and I also think the Panthers coaching staff certainly hope so. Mm-hmm. Terrence Marshall had, he probably had the best training camp of the receivers. Mm-hmm. If you ask Mike K, he certainly did because Mike right. K wrote about him like four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> but like, hey, and Hayden Hurst, he has shown his leadership. He has shown like his value that he can bring Mm -hmm. and also frank reich does value tight ends that's ultimately why hayden Hurst came here because he was like this is my sixth year in the nfl i'm gonna be entering my six different offensive system but i'm in the best shape i've ever been in my life and i'm like primed for this role because i know that i'm gonna get the ball a lot so i think those two guys will see the ball more
0: all right Well, we talked about a lot of guys who didn't play well in the exhibition. Let's talk about a couple guys who did. Linebacker Amari Barno had a sack. Can he stick on a depth chart?
1: I think he certainly will. I think he'll make the team. Um, Of course, that linebacker spot is getting more and more and more deep as we kind of go through. Yeah, crowded is the proper word as we get through it. Justin Houston is going to be listed as an outside linebacker. He's really just a Pure pass rusher, but he was signed. As Pro Bowler coming from Baltimore, 34 year old. He literally is signed to mentor this next wave of mm-hmm. linebackers. And of course, you got Frankie Louvu in there. Of course, you got Shaq Thompson in there. Of course, uh, you even got guys like Kamu Gruge Hill, yeah. who has really like established himself this this Panthers training camp. Yeah. So, like you said, it is going to be crowded, but I do think Barno showed enough on Saturday and really showed enough all training camp to say that he was worthy of.
0: That. And, and I don't, look, I don't know how it looked in person because I wasn't there on Saturday, but Steve Smith raved about this guy, running back Spencer Brown. He like he had a burst; he could catch the ball out of backfield, a couple of nice runs. Uh, what do you think about his performance? Is He a guy that gets sick on the roster?
1: It's really hard to evaluate anyone from the offense on Saturday because this- <laughs> it was that better. I mean, it was. I mean, I mean, like when we, when we say they got the ball past the 50-yard line two times yeah. in that's 60 minutes of football. That's tough. When we say that, like, I mean, looking at these numbers, Bryce Young averaged 3.5 yards of pass mm. or completion. Matt Corral averaged 5.7 yards of completion. Mm. It's really difficult to discern where the offense was. Spencer Brown was a – positive eight carries 34 yards but that's I mean I personally didn't like see Spencer Brown and be like oh snap he's gonna be (laughs) he's gonna be competing for Miles Sanders's job even Chuba Hubbard's job the the fact that he could prove that he could catch the ball out the backfield that is a weakness of Chuba's and I think that he'll even say that yeah but I think that he is kind of solidly where he is in the depth chart
0: Last year, as you know, the Panthers got decimated in the defensive backfield with injuries and they got bombed by a lot of teams. C.J. Henderson, Eric Rose, Sam Franklin had a pick on on Saturday. Did you see something good on the backside of that defense?
1: Absolutely. The thing that's kind of difficult about this whole thing, making discernments after a preseason game, is a lot of these guys were out of their pads from the beginning, Mm. and among them Brian Burns and a couple of defensive leaders. But – JC Horn didn't play after the first series, you know, a couple defensive backfield guys didn't play after the first series. So really just seeing one rep, like virtually what, what was that first drive? Like it was something like eight plays. It was, it was a long drive, but just watching them play against Zach Wilson, it's hard to discern what to make of it all. Um, and Zach Wilson obviously won't be starting Aaron Rodgers will be starting week one for the Jets so it's hard to discern what, what to make of it all the only thing that I was disappointed about in this defensive backfield was Franklin had a chance. To actually get the Panthers on the board, he got this interception. Got to the do, quarterback, man! You got to dodge. All he had to do to, to get the ball in the end zone was to like juke out the quarterback. Yes. He got tackled, and he was so, and they were so happy. The defense was jubilant. They were running down, about to post for the camera in the end zone. And Scott Fowler, our columnist, turns to me and says panthers aren't scoring today and i was like yeah <laughs> they're not that was their chance so that was the one thing i was
0: disappointed Yeah, about. i'm sure he probably enjoyed that in the film room when they showed that yeah. all right <laughs> man, uh, last question we're coming up to the giants on friday you know what do you need to see from these panthers against the giants and the lions in these last two preseason games to make you think they're ready to go beat the falcons on september the 10th when the real fur flies
1: oof um, I need to see a more confident Bryce Young. I need to see an, a competent offensive line. I need to see a playbook that resembles the one that we have heard mm-hmm. of Frank Reich being this quarterback guru, this offensive guy who right. is really trustworthy, can find completions, can find yards, can sustain drives. We need to see that ultimately. Um the Jets are an exceptional defense. That is that is one thing that Carolina can take solace in. It's that the Jets are exceptional, and they will be, and they were touted as such. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the Giants and the Lions also have pretty good defenses, but you just need to see a more competent offensive line, a confident pass, uh, a confident passer, someone who doesn't think they need to throw the ball in two seconds without like risk of getting injured and then of course we kind of want to see the playbook open up and see what it'll actually resemble week one but again just to circle back to your first question this is the preseason what can truly be discerned from this it's hard to say um panther fans don't panic
0: all right so panther fans we want to make sure they get past the 50 more than twice
1: Yes. And we important.
0: don't want the old saying about Cam. They used to say Cam would go back to pass one Mississippi. Two, I mean, they used to say Peyton Manning would go back to pass one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four. And Cam Newton would go back one Mississippi. Uh-oh. So we don't want that. We want to have a little more time to pass and more times past the 50-yard line. Thank you, Alex, for coming on our Processing Blue. We're going to have to get you back in rotation because this was fun. Next time, no sweatshirt.
1: No sweatshirt. Definitely
0: All right. not. All right. Thank you.